0: You are listening to the Lighter Side Show audio podcast with Jamie Butler, the everyday medium, produced by the Lighter Side Network. Visit and subscribe to thelightersidenetwork.com for hundreds of video episodes exploring wholeness living, energy work, trans channeling, and more. The Lighter Side Network, where the everyday meets the extraordinary. Hi, Lumineers. Welcome to the Lighter Side Show. I'm your host, Jamie Butler, the everyday medium. Thank you so much for being present with us today. We have a wonderful guest today, Christina Rasmussen. She is an author, a speaker, the founder of Life Reentry Institution and creator of the Life Reentry Model, which we're going to lightly touch on because I am absorbed and amazed with this process. And just to briefly sum it up, she uses brain science and quantum physics to change the patterns and habits of grief. You heard me right grief. And I so appreciate how Christina takes the time to educate and train medical centers, hospice care providers, therapists to provide her life reentry model. You guys are going to be blown away because she's really going to stop and ask you to let go of everything you think you know about grief. (laughs) It's true. You hear her (laughs) laughing that it it is absolutely what she's going to come to the table with. And you're like, but it's confusing. And I want to get into that as well. But Christina has discovered this, we'll call it a a secret place around us or within us that you can go to overcome your loss. And Christina, I want to let you know that people are listening. I, I would do anything to get you to talk more about this. I believe that we need this now more than ever. And Lumineers, before we get into conversation, you can find Christina on Facebook, at Second Firsts, which is actually the first title of her first book, look at all these firsts. <laughs> you can head over to her website at christinarasmussen.com, and she has a wonderful blog there. I highly suggest following that. And you have a great Instagram account, Christina Rasmussen Seven. Which, why seven? Did somebody else already have Christina Rasmussen, and they're not using it? No, <laughs> you're kidding. That you just had a like a thing with the number seven I but, thought that was the best number but you know. <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> so with no further ado Lumineers meet Christina yeah yay! so good to be here Jamie thank you so much for having me thank you thank you thank you thank you you have a book that just came out two days ago <gasps> yay it's called where did you go yeah. And I love your little subtitle. It's a life-changing journey to connect with those we've lost. I know. What? (laughs) Yep. And Lumineers, you have to see Christina. Like, go to her Instagram post just to see her lovely face. She's (laughs) constantly smiling. And you'll find out today when you're listening to her talk. It's like, no matter what you're saying, I feel so connected to you, motivated by you. And inspired by it. And it Mm -hmm. came through in your book. The Where Did You Go is phenomenal. And I cried the whole first like two chapters. I couldn't even stop. I was like page turning. Like, what's going (laughs) on? (laughs) Like addicted to the the story. And then you started talking to us about how the brain works, Mm -hmm. how we're using our traditional five senses. And then you just throw down this massive challenge of you don't really need to do that anymore. We're gonna stop using those five traditional senses. We're gonna do it in a different way. And now we're gonna train your brain to approach this in a whole new light. And it was like, wait, what? (laughs) What I found interesting is a lot of what you were sharing in the book is how I feel on the inside but you know, struggle with finding the words and the approach to get it across. So, my biggest point here is why do you think it's important to empower people to connect with their loved ones um, who are, where do we call it? What do you call it? On the other side? You say lost, but they, I think
1: we feel like we've lost them, but they are not gone anywhere. And for me, when, I, when this book was coming through to me, uh, Jamie, I kept saying, no, 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 no. I can't write a book like this. What? Oh, I was like, what? How? I can't talk about you know, the other side, the afterlife. What about life reentry? Like, because I'm using physical reality to change life. Um, and now I am telling people that we are going to enter this other frontier Um, and it is a frontier that is so controversial and it is not accepted. and Jamie do I have stories to tell you (laughs) we would love to hear a story and stories to tell you about you know when I when when I started delving into this world and ask asking the question that I've been asking for years where did I mean where did he go really Um, and all of the community who had gone through similar losses that was the one question they they got some of them got their life back together they found love again they new jobs new experiences new identities but there was one thing and one question that kept being asked what happens when we die where where do we go and I said well let me find out (laughs) for myself and see what I discover and the journey was so mind-blowing and life-changing for me that If I didn't share it, I felt that I would have been keeping my community in the dark. Um, But it was a hard decision to make to write this book. Like I really wrote it for other, for everyone else. This, this, this is not, this is not to to make my journey in the work like just. A straight, a straight light, This is gonna make it like this. <laughs> up, <laughs> up and down, down up and down. <laughs> up and down. Uh, but then when it started, to come to come through, and the temple journey, which is in the book, started to, um, for me, materialize. It was almost like I was being guided to find the words, and the brain labels. Um, yes. The brain needed to connect. Mm-hmm. to something it could understand. I have chills, I don't know why I'm getting chills right now, but the, the brain needed to connect to something it would understand, so it wouldn't shut it down. So I said, door, I said, you know, we get, I used physics and quantum mechanics to, to light my way, and I'm gonna use your word light, um, because it, I love that there's so much light in your presence. Um, to light my way, and create a bridge, uh, a pathway for people who think they can't connect with everyone to give it a shot without it being scary mm-hmm. and for them to find the proof that it is for real. The people who have uh, gone, um, they're not gone, they're with us all the time. I, I love your air
0: quotes every time you say gone, little air quotes come up in your hands. You're like, you know, it's kind of like they're gone. lost. It, it's like physically gone. I think that's probably a more logical yeah they're they're physically
1: gone and um and and as you know the science is there to support that this is a this is a projection of a hologram so it's the their hologram that is gone not the essence of them not them this is an image and i can you know take it back a little bit and explain this part (laughs) but it is an image this 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 reality is doesn't have, it, it has time because we put it there. It has um, a sense of a, a realness because it's projecting the hologram. And we are told to believe that there is nothing else but this. And it is not true. And I can't have everyone thinking that it is. It's not true, Jamie. <laughs> <It's> not true. <laughs> I want to back
0: up and share with our Lumineers that the inspiration for you to shift your life in this direction was through the transition of your husband with a colon cancer who crossed over. And you were mentioning one of the questions that was on your mind was, where was he? Yeah, And uh, so that was the reference that you were making. And in in doing this journey, you did a lot of research. You just became this sponge and (laughs) so brave to just shave away and cut loose all of the indoctrinated lessons and all of the belief systems that you were holding. I mean, you just went raw and went scientific and blended this and found a new language, which you call this place of reuniting with your loved ones and yourself, the temple world. So there's a whole new language in this book that really (laughs) helps you a location and a thought process and use your brain to support and become a cheerleader for this rather than an undermining and doubter and 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 making local
1: something that is non-local i mean and yes because the brain can't like where most of our brains are, are looking for a location that's why we call it the heavens or the afterlife like beyond the veil it's it's all the brain right so what if i keep getting chills with you Jamie. you're amazing what if you're asking the best questions what if we gave some new language added language to those things not that those things are wrong that we just need some more more m- more understanding of what it is where it is that we're going so and and i want to say that when my my hubby died um uh, i wanted to be the one to be gone it was that devastating i um, when he was diagnosed the diagnosis happened when he was only 31 uh, and at the time we had a nine month old and a four year four year old, a two and a half year old, um, he died when they were four and six years old. And um, I was furious with the world. Like I used to be a grief therapist. i My thesis was on the stages of bereavement. I studied Elizabeth kubler Ross when mm-hmm. I was in England. I was like, and I was like, "What is that? This is completely like it destroyed me, It, I was, I died. The day he died, I died. And everyone thought I was still alive. Mm-mm. And, and I said to myself, if I ever, ever make it back to life, I will go back and get everyone else. And it took me about three or four years to orient myself into a new life and a new beginning. And then I resigned from my job in 2010 <sighs> and said, okay, I didn't know, but Jamie, I had no idea what was going to happen. Now, I want you to imagine I'm a person with a job that I worked really hard as a single parent day in and day out for my health insurance. And I quit. I quit. And I start this. That Facebook page that we send people to. Yes. That was my beginning. I didn't have anything else. I started writing sentences. (laughs) I was like hi everyone, (laughs) you know, (laughs) like people say, how do you like people to create something new to impact the world? You just start with a word, start with a sentence, put it out there. And and then all of a sudden it started to grow. I started having clients, Hay House knocked on my door and and I couldn't understand. I was confused (laughs) as to why they were coming to read me. As you can hear, this is not my first language. Right so that was not my you know expectation all of a sudden that i get to write um and i did i started writing and writing i started um working with people and i, I found this waiting room everyone kept saying i feel stuck i feel like like i want to move forward i want to start a new life and a new chapter but i, I keep reliving i keep going into this loop and I discovered that the brain mm-hmm. in order to protect itself, it, it repeats certain events and certain uh, identities and thoughts and, and maps. And that's the way it feels safe. This is the, the same thing that, that happens in this reality. We need to, the brain says, you can't go anywhere else. What about, what? You, other other dimensions? What are you talking about? <laughs> We're going to be locked in here, right? And the same thing with our life and the way we create new life and find new, new ways of living so i can talk about this forever please interrupt me <laughs> I'm, I'm so intrigued you mentioned that you
0: studied everything about kugler ross yes. and you know she was kind of the the first voice in our culture with the death and dying process and mm-hmm. the grief and bereavement and several people had worked with her one being raymond moody which yes. you quote several times in the book and that um i adore and um I wanted to know how your process, what you have found now to be your truth, how does it compare with what we were learning about grief and bereavement and the process of how to navigate it?
1: Yeah. Is it really same? And uh, Raymond Moody, um, uh, he endorsed the book and um, I, I just wanna say that that moment that it happened, um, uh, Dr. Moody was the last book that my husband, I gave him, Really? life after life I said he, he, he didn't believe that he was going to go anywhere and he started becoming more afraid of dying and I would say honey you got me this is the book so in the ICU the last 10 days that was the book he was reading and he was halfway through when he died so when Raymond Moody read the book and he loved it and we waited for a whole month and we're reading it I mean it was like I there are no words it, you know, the worlds are connected in the way that it is. The difference between Elizabeth Kobler ross and all... Um, first of all, I love I love Elizabeth Kobler ross She's, I see her in my temple, by the way. Nice. She's there.
0: It's, kind of, it's kind of like the remote psychomantium that Raymond Moody talks about
1: using as a tool to communicate to the beyond. Yeah, well. and he's amazing. Um, for Elizabeth Cobler-Ross, um, I believe that a, a reviewer said, these words, and I and I think she captured it really well. Christina picked up what Elizabeth Culler Ross left off. Yeah, and um, and the reason that that she said it like this, and I felt that's what it was. Elizabeth Culler Ross created the stages, you know, the a- anger and denial and, and bargaining, and these are the experiences that take place for the dying and for the bereaved in the same way. Um, I m- my life, Reentry Model, is not here to to help people mourn. It is here to help people live after their mourning.
0: I so want to reach through the screen and high five, hug (laughs) you. Like, I
1: don't know what to do with that. It's just so
0: awesome.
1: (laughs) It's it's going to be studied, by the way. We are going to get it everywhere. It it is, um, we have a team of five brain scientists at the, uh, I want to give um, Kessler Foundation who um, have applied for two major grants to study life reentry for three years, MRIs, the whole nine yards. um, And we are waiting to hear back now for that.
0: I mean, Christina, have you slowed down to really think the large picture? What is this doing for our culture? What's this doing for our society, especially the American society? You know, we're kind of dry and we're not as rich with our bereavement and grief process and, you know, transitioning process. We're just kind of... It
1: it is, I I feel that, yeah, and I feel that, and it's been a, 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 the Life Ranger journey has been eight years to here. Um, eight years of, of explaining this, of telling people, I mean, this is for people who have dreams. And and for those who are listening, I think everyone has dreams. Um, When we are building something really big that is going to really impact the world. It's going to take what it's going to take. It's going to take decades. It's going to take time for life reentry. I said to myself, I'm going to give all of my life to this. Like, I'm never going to stop until I die. This is how long it's going to take. So now when I talk about life re-entry and I and I say like this, I say, you know, the loss happens here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know people can't see me. The loss happens. We are forced out of that life. I mean, we are kicked out of our life. Mm-hmm. We're kicked out. I mean, it's it, metaphorically speaking, but also someone just comes in and says, out of your house, out of your life, out of everything you've known. And I don't care if you're crying and you're devastated. You need to find yourself in your life because... That is a ghost town. You cannot go back. The moment the loss happens, it's done. Your life is over. And now when we are being kicked out, we don't just enter a new house, enter a new life. We go to the place in between that, that place that the society says, give yourself time to heal, which is great advice to begin with. Great advice to begin with. But do you know what happens? The brain takes over and says, let's stay here a little longer. Mm -hmm. And people never leave that waiting space in between they never find their new life they never find a new partner they never they never find a new their new identity which is the biggest loss of all the biggest loss of all so we are here um to educate organizations corporations hospices i i'm shrinking the price so much with the professional training because i don't want to hear we can't afford to be trained on life reentry. entry i want Keep your grief support groups, but when it's time, take people from the grief support group that they stay there for years and give them the life injury support group. Yes. Because, right? Yes. There'll be millions of them everywhere. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and I really like, it,
0: you know, when we slow down and look at the word loss, you're not just talking about it being the loss of a loved one or a person.
1: Oh, any any uh, invisible losses, uh, Jimmy, Um And I know and we will talk about the other book, I promise, but it's kind of a, my work, um, even though I resisted this, this um the the invisible reality uh my work actually does uh, is understood in the way that it's done in those two books by the way second first is coming back out again yeah. um in may as a new again it's it's re-released <laughs> so i have two books this translated in many
0: other languages because we have Chinese luminaries German. all over the world so you can get it most likely in your
1: native tongue uh, no so basically um life reentry helps people in their physical reality in their everyday life and you know the book the temple journey used to be called beyond reentry in the beginning um my first pilot class was called beyond reentry and i have to tell you and it's gonna be we're gonna get chills with this so um i used to have a document you know when we first start to create it's it doesn't look like a book, it doesn't look, um, so I was putting the pilot class together um, for the 50 people to go through the temple journey, but it wasn't called a temple journey then. Um, I I didn't think I was ever gonna call it that, um, but it was called Beyond Reentry, so I had this Google document, and it said, BR Steps. And I had the Google document, and I would send it to my assistant, and I would make the updates, she would take it, we would go back and forth, and weeks in, she said to me, did you realize something? I said no what isn't BR uh, your husband's initials <laughs> it is BR steps bianara's Rasmussen, it was he, he was there guiding <laughs> <laughs> me <laughs> and then when i i we just we were actually on Skype when it happened and i just stood there and there was BR steps the document um, he gave them to me. I believe that they were given. That's why, you know, um, I, I say that's not the book I would have written. But it was. I feel like it had to be written in the way that it was. The new language, the additional language, not the old language is wrong. The additional la- language is so important. Mm-hmm. So we, I took um, when people found their life, their way back. They said, "Now, now, we want to know the answer to bigger questions," and this is why. Um, this book, Where Did You Go?, uh, came to be. And um, I believe that we need both. We need both worlds, the physical and the non-physical.
0: When you wrote this book that just came out two days ago, which Lumineers, you can find on Amazon, all over the internet, please go purchase the book. Personal recommendation, it is incredible. And my Lumineers, you know, I'm dyslexic, and I'm quite busy, and I don't have a lot of time to read books, and if I'm choosing to read a book from beginning to end, it is phenomenal, Ooh, phenomenal. So um, I liked that somewhere in the middle you were talking about doing the research for the book yeah. and how furious you were, and I would love to hear what it was like to find out all these answers and how they're available, but it's not being fed to
1: the masses. Oh, Jim. Um <laughs> I felt like everyone is being lied to and they're um. like like I said, this is my gift to the world. I anyone who says, Oh Christina, can I is my husband coming to you? I'm like, no 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 no. He's coming to you. Like, you take over <laughs> I know. and we'll talk about some of my experiences that I've been having that I was like, um, mm, mm, no, 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 no. I gave I gave your person this book so they can find you.
0: <laughs> I would love for you to put me out of a job. That personal <laughs> empowerment of everybody being able to connect to their loved ones. <gasps> so much. I'm all for it. I
1: cannot imagine your, because the moment that, um, the, the, I, I, I'm trying to find the right words, these amazing human beings that are are not with body see the light that you are able to give them a message to their beloved um they come to you i know i know because they started coming to me (laughs) so Jane, for everyone who's listening to this just know that um this is all for real and can i just say can i just say This coming from me, from a person who doesn't want to (laughs) be—I don't want to be a psychic. I didn't want to write this book. This is only because it's true. I want to reinforce that it is true, and there are people in the world like Jamie and like others that have have practiced and have opened the gateway, the portal, so big that all these people are coming through. Now, when when people start this journey, it, it some of them will feel like everyone is coming through and some of them will feel like nothing's come through. It's just about like a frequency, a connection. And Jamie will say this even better than I do, but like, don't give up. Um, some people have done it for a long time. So they have, they have the ability to connect, but Jamie, they started coming in my dreams and Mm -hmm. literally like this and waking up. (laughs) (laughs) The first time it happened, it was a 19 year old boy. He said, I am, I mean, it was, it was like information. Like it was not like a maybe or oh, it was that something. As <laughs> real. It's oh, a real. It's a. It's i I'm 19 years old, and my name is. And I'm not gonna say um, his name because I I um, chose not to share this. I. Uh, it's a longer conversation, but this person told me uh, his name and who he was, and I wake up, and and it was not a dream. This was like. Uh, and then it kept happening, um, and I was not upset about it. But as you know, this is not an easy experience to have. Yes, it's not. Not in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: still, I'm 28 years into it as a profession. Yeah, it my whole life, and it's still not easy when you get woken up.
1: Or it's not right. Mm-hmm. It's not. And people think that oh, you know that that we that we choose this or th- this is. Well, we choose it as time goes by because I'm choosing, I'm choosing, I chose the book, I chose to, to, to do this, but it was very unsettling to me in the beginning. Here's why I think it was happening. My understanding of it. And, and mm-hmm. because I've tried to understand it. I, I, my question was, I, I was asking if, look, I wrote this book. I don't want um, all these amazing souls to come to me and, and, and I said it nicely. I want them to go to the people. So, is this? Does this mean that the book is wrong? Like I I was like, do you know what I mean? Like, why are they coming to me? And someone said to me, "Christina, so, are you saying that you opened a gateway? You went to this? Suppose my brain went somewhere, and you didn't expect? You only expected to connect with your husband. <laughs> you lost. Nobody else was going to show up. And when when this was said to me like this, Jamie, I was like, now that makes sense oh if it's for real of course they were all gonna show up and they're gonna show up not just where i decided they should show up but everywhere else because they they can
0: and they want to they want to communicate i have found through my line of work that they're really invested in how their loved ones on earth are living what their level of joy is peace ease you know, they're not there to add more drama or create more chaos or separate, you know, feelings. It, it's just, it's beautiful the way they do it. And my God, they'll show up, they'll wake you up. They'll find
1: you in the grocery store. And they want to. They, and they're like, and I have to say, um, Jamie, um, now when I go into my temple church, you want know to see? I don't know if it's thousands, millions, I, I can't count, it's too much. They're all standing in my field. So as you go into the journey, yes. there's different, you go deeper and deeper and deeper. So I, tr- I take the brain as far as it can go for it to let go of consciousness, uh, to let go so the consciousness can take over. So it's like, it's like the, passing the baton, right? We, we're going to go as far as the brain can take us and then the brain is going to actually let go at some point and we wanted to, and then and re- really be immersed deeply. So when I get to um, the field, which is, the field is everywhere and everything. We're all, when, when people, when someone died, we just, there's there's a, oh gosh, I have so much to say. There's this physicist called Robert Lanza. And if you don't know him, you, you guys have to go find him. I hope he, he connects with me at some point because I, I talk about him a lot. Um, he said something like this he said we die in someone else's reality and not in ours drum roll Huge drum roll i think i wrote that down three or four different
0: times in my notes right? when i read the book
1: sorry mm-hmm. about everyone's ears but this is drum roll big time because if so he said he said that like so if let's let's make it like my husband died he died in my world yeah. In my reality, he's still alive in his, in a new way, existence in his. So if that is true, then me waiting for him to give me a sign, like waiting for them to come to us, like, why can't we go to them? What is that? Is that a one-way experience? <laughs> yes. So in the
0: book, uh, Where Did You Go?, you give five experiences yes. for your reader to go through. Yes. And you layer it with sound therapy. Yes. You have links to go on to listen to certain tones yes. and rhythms to, as you say sometimes, to trick the brain yes. into letting go and approaching the situation from a different angle.
1: Yeah. And the sound, so you could use, I did uh, for the first time the float pod. Yeah. Um, Do well, you like it? So it was definitely an experience, right? You, you go in this space capsule, which course I loved (laughs) because I'm going to space one day (laughs) somehow I don't know how but um we'll see um but I I, you go to this pod and and then you you go in there and you're immersed and you lose sense of the body so whether it's the vibration that we, we created these vibrations from scratch and there's drum bits and and when people use them in conjunction with with traveling with journeying it helps them go faster we have people spinning vibe like it, it, it helped them move through the steps uh, faster but it doesn't have to be a sound but sound and music in general come living in another dimension i mean if you want to leave this place use music Art right, luminaires you heard that if you want to <laughs> listen to the music do it do it do it But you can use other means of of, uh, shutting down your senses. Acupuncture, I do acupuncture weekly. So when I go to the acupuncture and they have put all the needles, when the person leaves the room, I journey. Mm -hmm. There is, um, I'm gonna say this, now you know why I I was worried about what people would think, but there is a a mirror inside one of the steps. Mm -hmm. And I wanna introduce the mirror step and say these words. When I put the mirror in there, it was because, from a theoretical quantum mechanics world standpoint, um, I wanted to 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 kind of um, make the brain believe that you know what's invisible is visible. Like this physical reality is projected by another, so there's a duality, and we need to be able to see both. So the mirror was going to reflect what is not seen, and because the book was written. Um, uh, it, w- using results from um, two different pilot classes. I don't write books that just come from my head. I use the frame and then I apply it and see if it works uh, by, with a lot of people. When people look in the mirror, I never expected anything like this to happen. It, it had nothing to do with just seeing you know, the world. They see themselves in all the different lifetimes, in all the different ways they've been, um, they see they see the truth about difficult things that have happened to them people are there are people who are afraid to look and they're mm-hmm. surprised as to why they're afraid to look um, we've had stories there was there's this amazing woman she said, "I look, and I saw myself upside down with electricity hanging and I was like, "What is that why 'm I upside down like this um, I, one of my experiences, which I share in the book, and I was very bold to share this in the book, but someone said to me yesterday, but you give people permission to be open to whatever yes. comes in that mirror. Yes. One of my experiences, which was completely unexpected, and people are going to think I'm crazy, but it's okay, I'm not. <laughs> um, so I, I, And I'm crazy in a good way, but there was a Japanese queen showed up and came out with me. And I'm not a Japan, I I don't think about Japan. I don't know anything about royalty in Japan. There was no, I couldn't explain it logically. I didn't create this, this was not my imagination. Um, And it changed my identity. I went and then researched about this Japanese queen and she was a ruler and a leader. I mean, like you enter worlds and spaces that are beyond just connecting with the person you've lost. This is much bigger than that. I know, and i much a bigger,
0: bigger than that. Yes, it's much bigger. The temple world is much bigger than that. Yeah. And the five exercises or experiences, mm-hmm. their experiences that you give in the book, um, take you in a, unfortunately, I'm going to use very linear language here, but take you from point A to point B. They yeah. deconstruct, and rebuild you in a way where mind, body, emotion, and soul are all on the same page and able to heal and mend and carry on with life no matter what loss happens. And it's not a, a meditation per se.
1: No, and when people uh, say that, I said, no, no, this is an adventure, and it is, um, and it is a quest. And
0: A quest, I like that. It's yes. a
1: quest, and it's about one of the things that we learned, um, so ultimately this will be studied as well. Of course, I'm a, a nerd, and <laughs> I in order for our traditional culture to say yes to living after loss, let's say, my first... Mm-hmm. The reality, you know, the, the, the process to the re-entry model and also starting to conceptualize something as difficult as uh, what if death is not real. Let's just say what if death is not real? Would we grieve as much as we do? What if we knew, truly believed, and we have found the proof? There's an exercise, the object exercise, in mm-hmm. the, in the book <laughs> I'm doing my
0: best not to talk about them because I want people to I know firsthand. I don't want them to like hear my voice
1: about my experiences on it. It's really hard to hold my tongue. But share your experience because so we, when so when we do, when this book was done, uh, it's done in a collective journey. So at the back of the book, there's like um, a book club, whatever people want to get together and read it as a group. What I say is the moment we start sharing our object experience or our beloved experience or the mirror experience or the temple of the universes, which uses the multiverse concept. I mean, like, so the best way to translate this journey is I took the universe and the way we think it's made so far, our discoveries Mm -hmm. and made them into experiences because Jamie, we've come far in our discoveries but not in our experiences because nobody tells us about those discoveries. <laughs> and they don't translate. Like the person was walking down the street. I look at them. I look at everyone very differently. And I'm like, if this person knew that they can change their life by the invisible reality faster than they can with their physical reality, which one would they choose? They would choose the faster route. The, faster route. Mm-hmm. the projection, the hologram, the, the light, the the light is coming and I love the title of your network. You know, the light is coming from the second dimension is projecting through the brain, which is the engine, through our minds beliefs, ways of looking at the world, we all have an individual projection. So our beloved left this world. They didn't leave, this is not even solid matter. I mean, okay, the number one thing for people to know is this, that um, what looks like a desk and a table, and a lamp, and a book, and me, and you, and it is um, not, it's the same as when there is nothing. So the, the simplistic way of saying this is that I am made of the same thing as the space in between us. Yes. And if that's true, and this is a real hologram, just like I'm looking at Jamie on my computer screen right now. She's there, but she isn't. She's not inside my room, but she is the same concept we actually think about this we repeated that concept that we are created from on tv screens and big screens yes
0: think
1: about think about that the highest paid profession when it does well is an actor they get 20 million dollars for every movie right think about that because the collective holographic experience is very 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 powerful so we are recreating. <laughs> I hope this makes sense. It does make sense. What we, how we are made. So if you're looking for proof that we are a hologram, I mean, we are repeating it over and over again. in, in, in now in this reality. Um, so we come from this place. We don't live this place. We're projecting from this place. So the only thing that has left is their hologram. So when I went to find death, Jamie, I discovered life. I went to find the beloved and then I kept going and I kept finding life and creation and more. And that's why the steps didn't just end where we found them. They continued. And the biggest surprise of all for me was that the very first time I did the exercise with the first 50 people, just under 50 people, um, I said to myself, Christina, this is the moment of truth just because this works for you it doesn't mean that it's going to work for everyone else and if it doesn't work for people we're not going to write this book i'm going to give the money back to my publisher and that's it because there's no point just to go on this journey so we are like this on zoom with multiple screens mm-hmm. and i tell them now we're going to go on this first step and i explain the science behind it i explain what the brain's going to do i explain why we're doing it this way i said shut down your computers your cameras I take them through the first step, the portal, the gateway. I describe to them a very specific door because the first time I only knew my door. Mm. I did not know that everyone was gonna have their own door and their Mm. own opening. My brain was giving me one door. They go through the gateway and I don't know what's happening to them, right? Because I can't, they're with their eyes closed and they're going. I take them there. I bring them back and I, We open turn on our screens and I say to them now, tell me, did you feel just a little tiny change of vibration? Do you feel anything? And they go like this, were we supposed to see our beloved already? Mm. Everyone was waiting for them there. And our doors were different than yours. And I started the learning experience for me, how every brain is projecting reality in a different way. everyone who's going to go through this journey who's listening your journey is going to be different to everyone else it's just like our projections and it's going to be yours and don't create it be open to what is there and walk into it i
0: just want to scoop you up (laughs) i wish i was there put you in my pocket and like it's just incredible and mesmerizing to listen to um i want to be respectful of your time Sorry I talk so much. I just had <laughs> to. No, that's what we love. We're here to listen to you. We want to know what makes you tick. It's, I, I find it more fascinating when we have these talks on the Lighter Side Show is to get to know the person because it helps us connect to your discoveries and the experiences that you're giving us if we understand who you are. So listening to you talk, please don't apologize. we <laughs> are in heaven over here. <laughs> Thank you. Before I close up, I wanted to ask one last little thing. I would love to ask, where does your passion come from? You have so much passion and motivation and gumption and joy. Just, are you able to explain
1: that? <laughs> you know, um, I think that passion comes from, like, when I make a discovery for, like, when I discover something and nobody knows about it, I'm like... No, they can't not know that. And it comes up from that conviction. And, and when something works and when someone is suffering, they don't need to suffer anymore, Jamie. When someone thinks their person has, has been gone forever and they haven't, isn't that unfair to like, and and I had to put my ego and my, my fears uh, aside to say, I'm gonna go out there and I've received um, definitely um, some interesting um, mail, and um, I don't want to say the word hate because it's not hate. It's just people don't understand. Um, they start to call you names mm. when you des- when you describe um, a, re- a world and a reality that is not in accordance to their brain. Um, they get angry, and um, because you, because I am sh- you and me and everyone in this in this in this field, we are pushing their boundaries, and we are telling them that their reality is not as it seems, and that's a very scary thing. It's a very scary thing. And then for someone who's who wakes up and has no um, experience or access or feels they don't see or hear anything, um, when someone says to them, but I do, they're like, yeah, right, I think you're crazy. <laughs> There's nothing there to see. So you, so when people start to share their experiences with this book, they're going to their family's gonna look at them strange because they haven't had that experience. And when I added this experience in the book, I didn't have to write the book like this. I could have written a book to say what I wanted to say, mm-hmm. with some stories from other people, mm-hmm. no journeys, no quest for you, reader.
0: I, I appreciate the homework. I'm a big <laughs> home giver and I love doing homework. And so it's great to have it.
1: <laughs> Jamie, can I ask you a question because sure. you have been in this world um, of connecting to the invisible world, I would say most of your life, Um, tell me how it's been for you. And I know you're interviewing me and tell me what you feel, if there was one thing that people should know and you wish for them to know that, like in in the end of your life, your your message to people who think they're all alone, that this is the only reality that, that we are, we're here to live this one life and die. Like, what do you know for sure because of your experiences that, that you need to tell me as well? I am a student. <laughs> I do not know everything that is out there because m- my journey to this book is shorter. So what, what is that? What, tell, tell me what, what would you say to me and to everyone else?
0: Okay. That was a fantastic question. I don't know if I could sum it up short, you know, in a short manner, but I would say um, the most impactful is that place of the beyond or the heaven is not somewhere else. It's right here. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Even when I was a little girl and seeing spirit and sharing my family about the messages and what was happening, they kept, you know, wondering where I was getting these ideas. And I kept saying, you know, right here, they're right here. They're sitting right here. They're just, you know, two feet off the ground. It's just right here in us and around us. And as I got older, the comfort of knowing that my consciousness doesn't disappear, that when I die, I only shed my physical body and I continue this character and this collective knowledge that I have from all my other experiences helps me alleviate my relationship with death, dying, grief and bereavement and then I'd say the third thing is my little friend Maitland who was a guide of mine sat down and told me one day she said you know grief is really selfish and I was like excuse me (laughs) you know I'm really sad right now I don't know what you're talking about but this hurts and she goes it's really selfish and I said explain and she said well when you're grieving you're only about you're only grieving your loss that's it what's changed in your reality, not what's changed in the person who crossed over, not their reality. She goes, why don't you ever think about us? When we leave our physical bodies, we're saying goodbye to hundreds and hundreds of other physical bodies and the life we used to have. And now we have to work a little bit harder to get your attention, to tell you we love you. And, you know, it shouldn't be all placed on us. Where did you go? So grief is very selfish. Yeah. I sat there with my mouth open, like, Oh, I've never looked at it like that before.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Because we don't, we think they're gone forever. There's nothing left. You talk about loss.
0: Yes, Yes. so after that conversation, I worked tremendously hard not to use the word loss because she'll always remind me, you know, when you lose something, that's what you do with like a set of keys. You don't lose a person. A person transitions. It's like, okay, okay. So language is important. Yes. And I, I liked that in your book, how you use the power of language, you know, to not only educate but to trick the mind into understanding what other reality is out there. Yeah. But you know, your language and your patterning was kind of holding you in prison.
1: It does, it's not even your fault. I want yeah. to say to everyone, like, this is not you. Let's say it's there, <laughs> it's not, it's your brain. <laughs> it's not, it isn't. I say this for, for life reentry when people starting their journey like this is not your fault that you are stuck here. Mm. You have a, a, a game inside your brain, mm. a code that keeps playing and repeating the same thing. And, and for people to understand that the word death, I don't like it at all. It does not represent when you leave the physical reality. <laughs> because Keep it's not making new words Christina we need more new words I know when make a new we, dictionary yes we, a whole thing when we live this existence you know we it's just a different way of being and and death means the end in, in the way we describe the word so we access when we die we access this other dimension higher and, and when you read the book Life After Life Raymond Moody um, you, you read all those books um, when people have, have near-death experiences, they, they come back and say, oh my gosh, I knew everything all at once. I thought of something and it was right there. I had bliss and joy and, and the feeling of euphoria. Why do you think all those things are happening? Because you just stepped outside of this human linear cause and effect reality that is not real. And that's where real, more re- that is more real than this. This is a creation of our observer effect, which I talk about, I mean, observer effect yeah. we could do another show oh, just just on yeah,
0: that that's a whole nother book you could write and it's very clear to me that i don't want to stop talking to you like i sorry, don't yes. <laughs> want to let you go but we do need to say a little goodbye for now let our listeners know that they can find you on facebook second firsts your website christinarasmussen.com please sign up for the blog. It's wonderful, especially Mm -hmm. as a parent, as a care provider, because you talk really intimately about family, being a mom and processing all of this. It's just wonderful. And also you can find her on Instagram for those who are addicted to Instagram, (laughs) (laughs) Christina Rasmussen7, head over there and click follow. And please buy the book, find it on Amazon, guys. You're not going to regret this. This is this is breaking our paradigm right here. You know, thank, thank you,
1: Jamie, for saying that. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you, and to our Lumineers, Thank you so much for being here and listening in. And remember, it's not woo-woo; it's true truth. The ideas expressed by guests and channeled guests on the Lighter Side Show podcast are not necessarily Jamie's personal beliefs. Information received from the Lighter Side Show podcast is not to be used as a substitute for medical or psychological advice. For up-to-date info on Jamie, visit jamiebutlermedium.com. And subscribe to the Lighter Side Network Lumineers. I'll see you there. The Lighter Side Network, where the everyday meets the extraordinary.